Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. So let us start with uh, the big topic of the morning, which is schools reopening, um, happening across the week, uh, of course. And uh, you'll remember that yesterday morning we were chatting with Tracy Tobin. She's the principal of St. Michael's Infant School um, about the challenges um, and the successes of getting kids back to school in Limerick. So we're kind of, we're finished now, we're ready to reopen. We're opening our doors on Thursday morning um, at age 20 for 130 children. Um, and we're really looking forward to having them back. Um, we've been here pretty much all summer getting ready um, to make sure the school is as safe as it can be for those children. And I'm very confident that it is and that everything that has been suggested has been done. Um, the school is, is looking great and, um, and the staff are really excited to get back and get back to some normality and to actually see the children again because mm-hmm. we really miss them. You know, we haven't seen them since March. Now, we did see some of them during July because we did July provision for the children with autism for four weeks and we also ran a summer camp two weeks ago um, for 36 children. So it was great to see them. They kind of gave us a chance to, to, you know, to really test what we had done um, up to that point. And it was great to know that it had worked and that we had managed to, you know, keep the children apart um, as, as, as we had wanted to, to do. So, Did yeah. you get clear guidelines from the government and have you been able to apply them practically? Well, the guidelines can be vague, um, in my own opinion. And... Um, but we definitely interpreted and what we did was we went one step further and just made sure that we were ultra careful because we are an infant school so they don't recommend or they don't suggest social distancing up to um, third class. So because we're junior, seniors and first, it doesn't apply to us. But we did apply it to us because we feel it's very important um, to make sure that our children and staff are safe and that we're 100% confident that we have done everything in our power to make sure they're safe. And I am 100% confident that we have done that. That's Tracy Tobin of St. Michael's Infant School. So with us on the line now, and if you have any questions uh, for them, uh, then WhatsApp us, 086-123-9595, is the Deputy General Secretary at the ASTI, that's the Association of Secondary Teachers of Ireland, Dermot de Poer, and the Principal of Castle Troy College in Limerick, and good friend of the show, uh, Padraig Flanagan. Uh, You're both welcome. Uh, Good morning uh, to you. Uh, So what's the story then um, at uh, Castle Troy College, uh, Padraig? We've chatted to you a few times during the summer about trying to get your head around the regulations and then putting what needs to be put in place. Well, I suppose it's a complex story, an ongoing story. You'll forgive me, Joe, if there are some sound effects in the background indicative of work still going on at this relatively late stage. We're open for staff on this coming Friday and then we have first years in on Monday and Tuesday. In common with colleagues all over the country, it has been a hectic summer. And I would like to pay a rich tribute to my own colleagues here who have worked tirelessly to get what, in, in any terms, is a large school ready. And your previous contributor, Tracy, I would echo her confidence that we have done everything humanly possible to make what is such a challenging task possible and that we will be ready and able to look after the school community, in essence, that is a safe workplace for our colleagues, which is essential and that the school is a safe learning environment for well over 1,200 students. Have you had to use a lot of unusual space that you wouldn't have thought of using before? And can you give me some examples? Uh, we, in essence, uh, had some plans which were totally coincidental and that we've created a couple of extra classrooms from space that 
prior to that had been just used for general purpose. So that was uh, something that we had done. We have increased storage space. But even though we're a modern and, uh, you know, well-equipped school and all of that, the, the numbers are a challenge. So we wouldn't have had any uh, excess space. And we also have made a very conscious decision that PE for students was never more important. So we haven't commandeered, uh, the, you know, the school gym or other indoor areas where PE is carried on because we feel that in the middle of all of this pressure that it will be vitally important uh, that PE will continue and not just weather dependent. And how many students do you have in the school? Will you have at full capacity next week? Yes, well, we, in common with the colleagues around the country, it would be a staggered return one year at a time. And uh, enrolment is somewhat of the order of 1,230. Uh, it's large. Uh, and it is very ambitious. Now, it's for another time, and maybe that time has gone. It is ambitious to have all the students back. But that is the plan on a carefully staggered, uh, you know, intensive induction basis day by day in a school that will bear little resemblance in many ways for the students who were here prior to March in that intricate one-way system, based classes, you know, lockers now not being deployed, a whole host of, of um, changes. Um, and we feel um, on the basis of the staggered return, starting with the staff and ultimately, most importantly, with the staff, that we will have a school and a school community ready to embrace the change and the only thing I would say is that the focus on learning and teaching, which is prior, the primary concern usually, is a little bit down the pecking order at the moment. Safe, healthy return for all yeah. uh, colleagues and staff. But I mean, you know, isn't that a fascinating thing that you've just said there, Padraig, as a principal of a secondary school um, in Limerick, that, you know, um, health and safety has to be f- further up the list, in, you know, in, in maybe more than ever. Uh, and and the learning and teaching, which is the raison d'etre of a school, um, not quite has to wait, but certainly will be slightly delayed. Absolutely, Joe. Uh, in essence, that is the challenge that's been handed to all of us. Uh, and uh, we have a lot of things to get right, but ultimately for staff and for students, the, the healthy and safe working environment and learning environment. What we will not be focusing for the moment is it's so important to get this right at the start. And whilst obviously learning and teaching will continue, um, it is not the primary focus at the moment. Right. Well, Patrick Flanagan there is uh, the principal of Castle Troy College. He's with us this morning as the Deputy General Secretary of the ASTI, uh, Dermot uh, Dupuyer. Um, uh, Dermot, um, you have to look at that school in Carlo. And, and to be honest, I have a real sympathy for them. And I say this is someone working in the media because, you know, they obviously facilitated RTE yesterday in coming into their school on day one. And uh, now there's a question mark over um, the 152 students that gathered at school assembly uh, one metre apart. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, we've said and we've our advice to to our members and to including our principals and deputies is they should not be having... assemblies um, either they should be trying to split the groups into smaller smaller groups whether you know individual classes if the information has to be partaken or online or whatever but I, it does seem to me slightly foolish when we are trying very very hard already obviously schools are um, the, the rules for schools aren't as tight as they are for, for other places and there are reasons for that um, and it's causing concern but I think um, to decide that you're going to have assemblies of 150 
students are or whatever just seems put it this way I wouldn't have advised it to, to anybody who'd asked me um, and, and we actually would, would call on schools not to be doing uh, things like that not to be having very large groups I mean there were some schools who were talking about having staff meetings and having 50-60 staff in and we were saying there's absolutely no reason to do that you can do that you know by Zoom or by online or in some, some form or other and that's what you should do because the challenges of getting the classrooms open are big enough as it is without putting extra concerns on top of it. By the way, what are your thoughts? Is a picture on the front page of one of the papers today of uh, students going back to Mount Sackville Secondary School in Chapel Izzard in uh, Dublin and uh, they are wearing their masks and the crest is on the mask. What do you think of that? Well, it's one of the things in the guidelines and whatever it says, there, there should not be a compulsory mask. I mean, because, I, again, I think, and most, you know, students, most, most principals, most, you know, are, are reasonably sensible about these things. You don't want to be causing more areas of conflict in a situation like that where people may be uncomfortable. Look, I, I, I don't know the details. I don't particularly want to comment on one school and why they're doing it. Um, but I, but, I but do to be know fair, that I don't think it's just that school now. I mean, we would have had reports that there are yeah. schools who are, you know, strongly encouraging slash insisting that people have the crest on the mask. Well, I, 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 I'm not quite sure why, I'll be quite honest, um, I, um, because, you know, presumably they're not wearing... Is that that they want them to wear the school mask when they're in a shop in the town? I don't know. Or is it just that... I, I, I'm not quite sure what the reason is, and, and without knowing, I mean, I, I, as I've said, my understanding of the guidelines is quite clear that, in fact, they, they say they've asked schools not to insist on a particular type of mask to allow. Now, obviously... Uh, you know, and we know there will be students who might push the boundaries and they might put inappropriate things on their masks or whatever, and that will have to be dealt with. Right. And schools will have masks available because I think most schools, again, have been advised in case students decide to turn up, decide to forget their masks or actually genuinely forget their masks, that schools will have their own masks available. Now, so obviously in incidents like that, I would expect a school to intervene and say yeah. you can't have, um, you know, whatever, oh, you know. Well, uh, Padraig Fanning, what do you make of uh, crests on masks? I would echo Dermot's point, and all I could say for our case is that in our communication with parents, we have described <clears throat> that a mask must not be distracting or offensive. Otherwise, we don't have any interest in, in putting logos or whatever on them, you know? Yeah. Right. Can I, I can say that sounds like very sensible advice. Um, that, because obviously you can't be either distracted, distracting or offensive. But, but after that, I would be inclined to just leave it up to the, the students. And, and, and a key question here, Padraig, because when we've chatted to you across the summer, you know, you were pretty direct in saying you know, we're not quite sure yet. This is a different point across the summer now, in fairness, uh, about exactly what the plans are, how they intend to get us all back to school, etc., etc. Are you clear now? Do you think that the planning is solid by the Department of Education? And do you think that most schools uh, will be clear on it? Yes, in essence, I do, Joe. That isn't to underestimate the challenge and the time frame. They're, in effect, a few weeks' work. Uh, there's been a few weeks to do the work of months. And so it is fair to say uh, that on behalf of my particularly senior leadership college on the country, it has been an extraordinary summer. And indeed, many of us are lucky to have colleagues from all over our schools and our school communities helping us. But it has been an extraordinary challenge. In fairness to the department and indeed the, the partners in education, the, the funding has been there, uh, you know, and largely that hasn't been an issue. That's a welcome uh, uh, development. 
But the reality of what we've been tasked to do uh, is, is enormous. And whilst every school is coming from a different uh, space, and, and very often the, the physical space is, is different mostly, it is a big ask, and the degree of readiness, I suppose, like everything else, varies across the country. But what I am so hugely impressed in is the determination of schools and school communities to do their utmost to be ready, because at the end of the day, whilst I keep saying that it is a massive task, we do acknowledge, all of us, that it is vitally important for the country, and more particularly for our young people, that right. some structure and normality comes into their lives. Yeah, and, and Dermot, I mean, from your perspective, from the ASTI's perspective, are you confident? Are you happy now that we're in the right place? As well, I, I think I think to start by saying we, we've always in, been of the view, and are still of the view, that it is vitally important that schools open as fully as possible. We would have concerns, however. I mean, I think that in the proof of the pudding was in the eating. So far, yes, funding doesn't seem to be a problem, and hopefully, if, if the, as it were, the allocation money runs out, there will not be a problem looking seeking more. Uh, we obviously have concerns. I suppose some of our particular concerns would be about uh, people with with illnesses with underlying conditions. There are two categories on on a list. There's the very high risk, and people who are very high risk um, have been told they don't have to, you know, come into school and they won't be made. And that will not be ordinary sick leave. That will be treated as special COVID leave, and that's only fair. Then there's a high risk category, which we would say is first of all too broad. The, the, the borders of it are people, you know, recovering from cancer, people with kidney conditions and heart conditions who are in the high risk and are being told they have to go to school. And we have a particular concern about the way that is being decided because you, you apply to the the governments or the departments, uh, medical uh, people, and they will make a decision and there is no appeal for that. So if your consultant is saying something different, there isn't a place for that to be thrashed out and argued in an appeal and we, we, we're looking for that. Uh, look, I think we're all hoping that things will go well. We we know, obviously, that there will be outbreaks, there will be issues. Um, the vast majority of our members are dying to get back to school. They really do. And in fact, even we, we've had conversations with people who do have underlying conditions but saying, I don't want to be told not to go to school because I want to go back and meet my students again. But there are others who have concerns. Um, the, 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 we would have liked maybe a slower stagger that maybe the, the opening of school would have been just a little slower. I know most schools are staggering, but we would have liked to allow them to have a few weeks to to not have full schools. And um, we'd also like there to be some options of blending learning where, where that might be necessary. Um, I, I do also want to echo though what Porik said. Our school leaders, the principals and the deputy principals have had, uh, to, to quote the the Queen across the water and Anna's Horribilis, they had a very, very tough time with all the exams issues and they might not be over yet. And then basically they haven't been able, most of them have, have hardly had a break. And um, they've been working extraordinarily hard to try and make the changes in their schools to make them as safe as possible. And I, I think... Uh, we're all very right. grateful for that okay. and, and that has to be acknowledged. Okay. Okay. Well, well as, as, as someone who has had to live with this in a work context on the other side of um, my job uh, for the last six months, um, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like when you're dealing in schools, primary, secondary and everything else. So all I can do is heartily wish all of you the very best and to thank you very much, Padraig Flanagan, uh, for uh, joining us from Castle Troy College, the principal there and the Deputy General Secretary of the ASTI, Dermot Dupuy. Call Limerick today now on 461995.